0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network,
1: its staff, and management. This is the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. In business, you have to play to win, you need an edge. You'll find that edge in the business locker room. Hey, business is like sports, and I want to bring the locker room to the boardroom. Giving you the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. With compelling interviews, cutting-edge business tactics and ideas, and the X's and O's segment with Miles Austin. I welcome in my good friend, Miles Austin. Welcome to the business locker room. Now... Here is your host, Kelly
0: Riggs. Hey, welcome in, everyone. Great to have you on Biz Locker Radio. It's presented by the Business Locker Room and, of course, our friends at Rehearsal VRP. Rehearsal VRP, a video based practice platform that gives your team a safe place to develop their communication skills. You can find them at rehearsal.com, but it's Biz Locker Radio. It's the show with compelling conversations like the one we'll do today and cutting edge content that you can use today, whether you own a business. You sell a product. You manage a team, lead a department. This is the show for you. We've got experts in sales, marketing, social media, leadership, business strategy, and much, much more. We call it Biz Locker Radio. You can find us online at bizlockerradio.com. And I'm your host, Kelly Riggs. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Kelly Riggs. Love to have you. And if you're joining us on Blab, where we're live as well, great to have you there. You can always find us on Blab. We do the show every single Monday at 3 o'clock Central Time. And, hey, by the way... Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. This is show number 82 for the Business Locker Room, and it is the 46th show of the year. We've had 46 shows, 47 unique guests, absolutely a phenomenal year of content, and you need to do like I do. Go online, find us on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, download it, listen to it on your daily commute or when you're out traveling uh, long distances, such a phenomenal content. You're going to want to keep track of it. And some of the guests that we've had over the past year have just absolutely been ridiculous. Again, you can find us and all of our guests, all of our shows at bizlockerradio.com. Coming up later in the show, my good buddy from Miles Austin, who, or Miles Austin from Seattle, he's in mourning, is the reason I'm struggling. Uh, he the, His boys lost yesterday. The Seahawks were on quite the roll, and they dumped one yesterday. They shouldn't have, and he's not feeling well. But he's going to join us. For the X's No segment, the final X's No segment of the year, I'm excited about it because we're going to talk about a half a dozen critical tools that he introduced to the show and to me over the course of the year, and I want to talk about how I am beginning to use those. By the way, we've got a phenomenal set of shows lined up for you already, 10 shows into the year next year, booked solid, great guests coming your way. We'll start next Monday with Jack Kozakowski. Tried to have him on twice, had to cancel both times. I'm sure he'll let me hear about that. But excited to talk social media, social strategy with him and to talk about this whole notion of social selling and what is it, what's the fact, and what's the fiction behind it. Excited to do that. We are wrapping up the business locker room this year with a buddy of mine, Josh Miles. And Josh has got a fantastic book, by the way. It's called Bold Brand. You can see it here on Blab. The New Rules for Differentiating Branding and Marketing Your Professional Services Firm. He's a guy who uh, excels in the marketing space. And does a lot of work. We kind of cross paths in in professional services in what's called the AEC markets—architecture, engineers, and And, construction—and he is well known in that space uh, with the guys at SMPS, as uh, I am as well. And it's just great to have him on. I will tell you a little bit about him. He not only has he written the book, but he's uh, he's got a great firm in Indianapolis, Miles Design, the premier provider of branding, strategy, and design for professional services firms. And uh, he wrote his book uh, last year find him online at milesdesign.com also follow him on Twitter at Josh miles and we'm uh, excited to welcome him in Josh how you doing man great to have you
2: Kelly I'm doing great thanks so much for having me
0: yeah man listen this is good stuff and you know one of the things that I want to tell people as we get started is Ah, uh, you have been one of the uh, what we call coaches here in the business locker room for the entire year, 2015, and you wrote a post uh, every uh, a, a phenomenal blog post every month for us that that covered all of the elements of branding and branding strategy. You started off. I wrote these down so I could re- refer to them. You started off back in January with how to relaunch an amazing brand in only 12 months, and you took us through the entire process to December and the most recent post a couple of weeks ago is uh, the year-end marketing review. In the middle, you talked about positioning and brand voice and logo design, creating a recognizable brand and digital marketing strategy, core content, uh, plugging the holes in your social media marketing. I mean, you 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 got it all, man. It was absolutely phenomenal. I hope it was as good for your group and for your readers as it was for us. Cause it was absolutely uh, fantastic. Thanks for doing
1: that.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We uh, had a great time with it. I enlisted some of my team members to help with editing and uh, you know, just chipping in on some ideas to make sure we covered everything really thoroughly. And uh, when, when you and I first talked about uh, doing the coaching thing, I thought, man, what, a, what a natural thing to kind of break down the bold brand book and, and, And really even update a few of those things to show here's here's the latest and greatest and and here's kind of our our view of the world um you know most of those rebranding projects for us are about 12 month projects so i think pacing it out over the course of a year is a is a pretty good idea you know every now and then you get the client who's like hey i need to launch this brand in 10 weeks and you better hold on to your seats for that but um and sometimes they stretch out a little bit longer but 12 months is a pretty comfortable timeline for us well just tell
0: me you charge extra when they want it in 10 weeks
2: <laughs> right we exactly. call that the uh flash branding deal yeah
0: flash branding in only 10 weeks and uh, get your checkbook out well it, you know it's it's something interesting you said by the way you're live if you're joining us on blab you're live in indianapolis what's in the background there
2: oh yeah that's the uh monument or circle monument it was uh completed in the early 1900s and kind of if i always say if you have a favorite war or conflict from the us we have a monument for it in indianapolis <laughs> Uh, this is the Soldiers and Sailors Monument is the official name, but um, really cool thing. And its uh, they tell me it's 15 feet shorter than the Statue of Liberty, so it gives you a little idea of scale. Yeah, but uh, around the holidays, we dress it up as the largest Christmas tree in the world. Um, we're sticking to that story. I don't know if it's true, but we stick with that.
0: It works, yeah. And, and by the way, it's green screen, so all that was
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You'll see this cold front moving in over here. That,
0: that's right. You you know you mentioned something interesting, you said you kind of updated some of the, the content as you went through. What, what are some of the key changes that you've seen or some of the key shifts that you've seen in your work in 2015? I know some of the tools have morphed, they're a little different, I mean even Blab, this platform that we're on is, is brand new this year, Periscope, Meerkat, those kinds of tools. But in terms of branding, what are some of the tools or shifts in, in what you're doing Have you that you've seen this year?
2: Yeah, I think um, you'll especially see even more social and digital tools popping up in the next year. Um, This one was new to me when when you mentioned it. So I was familiar with Periscope and Clamor and some of the other things that have come up in the last... Uh, year, But this one, uh, which I, I think is pretty cool, by the way, um, and I'm sure we'll see even more of those as, as common trends. But I think if anything, we've seen um, content marketing sort of come of age this year where it's more than just, you know, I feel like I need to write a blog post because I'm supposed to. People are starting to understand that content marketing is really about helping your audience understand um, who you are and what you do and, and helping over selling. So it's, uh, I think it's a, it's a newer trend where it was something we, we mentioned three years ago in the original book, but, um, and ironically the book was published by the content marketing Institute. So it's not that content marketing didn't exist. I think it's just become a lot more mainstream in the last 12 months.
0: Sure. Well, actually, you're the guy that introduced me to Joe Polizzi, whom we've had on the show a couple of times. Uh, helped debut in a very small way his brand new book, which is phenomenal as well. And by the way, I don't mean to distract you. One of the neat things about Blab is uh, you'll you'll notice that there's a message board on the side where you can post messages. And my, my good buddy, Miles Austin, who will join us in the X's and O's segment later in the show, has decided that uh, he's going to keep a running commentary going today simply because I was giving him a hard time about the Seahawks. But he <laughs> he wrote that I invented Blab. That's true. I mean, I, <laughs> I invented the Internet, too, but, you know, for what it's worth. But uh, yeah, the, if there's nothing boring about what you do, I suspect every brand is different. Surely that's that's kind of key in what you like about what you do, is everything mm-hmm. sort of different for every company. But, gosh, the... The the canvas changes fairly regularly. The tools and the ideas, and you know everyone's redoing now their their websites. What are we in three o or four o or five o? And I mean everything is changing. But certainly content marketing has become a big piece of what you wrote about uh, throughout the year. How is content marketing changing, Josh? And where do you see it going?
2: Um, I I think the main things that are happening are people are realizing. Uh, Well, first of all, in a few years, I think people will just say marketing. I think we can stop saying content marketing with apologies to Joe Plitzi. But um, (laughs) I think um, it's just going to be a normal part of what you do. It's sort of like um, email marketing is another thing that I think has has regained a lot of popularity. You know, email and podcasting this year have been two of the big uh, resurgences. And I think in a great way because email is... Um, the stat is something like a 40x return on your investment is what you get back when you invest in email and uh, you know podcasting trends are off the charts and increasing which is great for this show as well sure Um, but i but i think you know content marketing is is literally can be anything that you create that you publish and put out there where you're not doing a hard sale you're not just trying to to push your message you're instead just trying to share your message and best practices and be educational or show how to's or um, I think my blog series on your on your blog is a great example of content marketing in and of itself even though every post isn't about it. It's all about what we do and how we do it and really giving away free advice for if you want to try to do this on your own, go for it. But this is this is how we look at the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is interesting. You put so much content in those posts and, in, and even in your book. Uh, that that i think someone could go at it on their own but as i read it and a guy with some back you know back alley experience and doing some of that i don't <laughs> recommend it i mean he's a professional don't try this at home uh... but you know there there are a lot of things that have happened that you have mentioned two of those that really jump out at me is the resurgence of both podcasting and email marketing and i mean email marketing was left for dead a year ago or eighteen months ago and podcasting had already died a couple of deaths What Why why do you think, Josh? Why why is it coming? Why is podcasting coming back, and why is email suddenly resurging in popularity?
2: So, um, podcasting, I think, has a lot to do with a a few factors, not the least of which, just about every human in the world has one of these on them. Whereas Jay Bear would call it all the world's knowledge in your pants. Um, you can you can download a podcast in a few seconds in your car and just on a whim decide I want to hear about and then fill in the blank with whatever topic you want to hear about. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're similar to me where you've got a couple of pet podcasts that you subscribe to regularly. And I know this one comes out on Tuesday and this one's on Wednesday and this one's Thursday. And, um, you know, you listen to one Tim Ferriss podcast that puts you in for a good three hours of listening or something sometimes. But um sends
0: you off in a dozen directions because of all the
1: information. Yeah,
2: yeah. and, uh, you know, I don't think there's any type of podcasting that's developed as much as there's blog content out there as far as the quantity goes. So there's still, you know, not quite as many to choose from if you're looking for quality specific podcasts. But um, there's definitely been a huge leap in popularity. And I think, you know, some of the more um, mainstream shows like Serial have also helped boost some of the the more business or content marketing related, you know, not just uh, entertainment specific podcasts. Um, as far as email goes, I think your mobile phone has a lot to do with that too. It's just, you know, the most intimate relationship that we have with our technology is probably our phone. It's on us all the time. We check it all the time. We're all a little probably more OCD about looking at it than we should yeah. be. But True. every time that thing buzzes, you get a little serotonin or whatever releases in your head and you want to go see what that is. So Absolutely. having an email marketing campaign that people will actually engage with and click on and not unsubscribe from, that's gold. That's marketing gold. And and anything less than that is probably cringeworthy.
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. We're going to talk about a tool today later in the X is No segment with Miles Austin. We'll be talking about uh, one of my favorite products that Miles introduced to me called Unroll Me. And, and it's, mm. it's designed to get those those things out of the way that you're no longer interested in or, or you were spammed in the first place. But certainly those things have changed. Hey, by the way, if you're just joining us on uh, Blab, Bold Brand is the name of the book uh, written by Josh Miles. And uh, it's, it's hard to believe that you wrote this three years ago now. Uh, but he's updated it all in terms of the really cool stuff right here on the business locker room. Find it at business or bizlockerroom.com rather on the blog posts, and you can just search for Josh Miles and they'll all pop up. He's on Twitter at Josh Miles. Uh, y- you know, when you when you begin to look at what you're doing, there's still some really basic things that you do as a marketer uh, that seemingly have lost their flair, and and some of those really easy things that we used to all call marketing were things like. Uh, logos and colors and brochure design and things like that. But you wrote one of the posts this year about creating a killer logo design, even though it's not as uh, perhaps racy as all the digital tools and social media and all that. It's still a critical part of marketing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we have a very holistic look at at branding, so um, we would certainly not discount any of those visual identity pieces. We think those are. You know, outside of your positioning is probably the single biggest keystone when it comes to your, your brand is, is your logo and your visual identity. But again, that's only a part of it. So I think having that definitely sets the stage for a better looking website, for better looking collateral, for just a more consistent look and feel. And for us, it really does come down to consistency. Um, or um, unity over uniformity. So we don't want everything to look like it's all stamped out of the, the same die. Instead, we want it to look like it's all part of the same family and it belongs together. And when you lay out all of your marketing on the table together that you go, yeah, this all looks like it goes together and it doesn't look like it came from different places, but it also doesn't look like 15 versions of the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, you know, how,
0: well, how do you know when you've got a great logo? I mean, you know, it's it's one of the interesting things. Seems like anybody with a computer in Photoshop can do, you know, can do a logo. But I mean, some people do it really, really well. Some people, I think, just sort of think they do it really, really well. But how do you know in your work when you just look down and go, "Holy cow, this is this is going to be a killer logo"?
2: Yeah, I mean, we look at things in terms of. Um, what sort of the classical modernist logo designers would have done in the 60s and 70s. And you think of like NBC and CBS and IBM and some of these marks that were created during this period, and they haven't changed much of anything. They might change the shading every now and then, but these logos remain unchanged. And it's because they work great really small. They work great really big. They're iconic in the most literal sense. You see it and you know exactly who it is. And it doesn't have to literally represent what they are, but it represents the brand. So um, if you think of Target, that's one of the maybe few examples where the name is Target and it's a bullseye, you know, they sort of believe, it's sort of the same thing, but it represents a retail shopping environment. So Target and the bullseye really are nothing to do with literally what the shopping is. Um, But again, that's a very iconic image that, it's a symbol that'll, I think, stand the test of time.
0: Yeah, no question about that. Hey, Josh Miles is our guest. He's the author of Bold Brand. You can find him at Josh Miles uh, on Twitter and joshmiles.com, milesdesign.com on, on the internet as well. We're going to take our first time out. We'll come back on the other side, and I'm going to revisit with Josh some of the ideas that he shared with our readers about positioning, brand voice, digital content, some of those things. And then we'll venture off into a year end marketing review, his final blog post as well. Make sure you stay with us. I'm Kelly Riggs. You're listening to Biz Locker Radio. You can find us at bizlockerradio.com. We'll be right back after this timeout.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a sales strategist and leadership coach. Now in his ninth year as founder and president of the Business Locker Room, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon or at bizlockerroom.com. For more information on hiring this two-time National Salesperson of the Year to speak at your next event or to train your leadership team, visit bizlockerroom.com.
0: Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice
1: America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
0: Hi, I'm John Spence, one of the top 100 business thought leaders in the world, and you're listening to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Hey, great to have you back on BizLocker Radio, and you're going to want to make sure you stick around for the X's No segment today. Miles Austin will join us. I'll get even with him for all the crap I have to put up with while I'm doing the show live, and he's harassing me on Blab on the message board. But hey, there's going to be some good stuff as well, as we're going to talk about some of the really cool tools that we have used Or been introduced to throughout the year. I'll tell you some of the ones that have become a staple in what I do on a daily basis and Miles will probably introduce a couple that uh, or revisit a couple that we've talked about as well. By the way coming up some really great shows down the line. This is show number episode number 82. Hard to believe that Miles and I have been doing this for almost two years. March of 2016 will be two solid years as we make our way to our 100th episode. Really excited about that but The quality of guests that we have had, spectacular. and 2016, we're going to raise the bar another level. Didn't even think that was possible. But we're going to be introducing some new books from some great authors in the sales space, the leadership space. Got some really exciting people that I'm going to bring on board as well uh, that are going to be uh, sort of a surprise. So we're looking forward to doing that. Going to do some rebranding of our own here on BizLocker Radio. But go find us, bizlockerradio.com. You can find us. You can always follow me, your host. Kelly Riggs on Twitter at Kelly Riggs and today we're joined by a buddy of mine who's in Indianapolis hey by the way is it cold there is it cold in Indianapolis
2: it is cold getting colder right now
0: I think, I think that whole front that just went through here the past two days is headed your way. So get ready. It, it was.
2: Brutal. Yeah, thanks for that.
0: Yeah, well, anything we can do <laughs> to help out. But, you know, hey, it doesn't feel, it didn't even feel like Christmas on Christmas. It was 60 degrees here on Christmas Day. So, and then today we got snow and ice. So there you have it. We're a little bit behind. But uh, I want to thank you again, all the work that you've done here for the business locker room and writing all of those blog posts. And, and folks, if you go find them, at BizLockerRoom.com, find our blog. You're You're going to find some phenomenal content. And that's what I want to talk to you about now. Content makes the world go round. You introduced me to Joe Polizzi. We talked a lot about Content Creation Institute and the work that he's doing. It's become an entire movement. You're right, he's going to have to invent a new word now because it's just going to all become marketing at this point in time. But when you talk to brands or entities or companies about developing their brand and positioning who they are, Tell us how important content marketing is and how do you get people started down that path?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I think um, one of the biggest challenges is I think people see they want to jump into content with both feet, but so many companies still kind of struggle with who they are, what their message should be in the first place and um, how they uniquely position themselves and what kind of space they want to take in the market, which makes it really challenging to write thoughtful deep pieces of content on the web. So um, that's the first thing we try to take our clients through is that positioning piece and uh, discovering more of who they are and identifying how they want to position themselves. Um, but then content really comes down to almost blocking and tackling, which I think fits in well with the biz locker room. Yeah, um, so it's really about you know putting together that outline of Um, sort of like I did last January for this blog series. I decided in advance, before I had written any of this stuff, okay, if I were gonna write the 12 definitive articles about launching and marketing your brand, what would those things include? So it might include things like logo design and color and positioning and language and content marketing and website design and and year in review. So all of these things I know would be packed into that. So I didn't have to write those things to know that's part of what I should be writing. Right. But um, really just setting out the goalposts for myself to say, all right, this is where I'm heading and I just have to be um, uh, disciplined enough to follow that schedule and deliver a monthly post. And I think for the most part, I probably delivered them on time and <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe missed one or two deadlines, but but we got all 12 of them in there. And uh, uh, really, if I hadn't set out that 12 post outline in, in the beginning, I don't think it would have happened.
0: Yeah, well, you make a good point. I mean, so much of what I have heard from you, from Joe, and others is that an editorial calendar is absolutely critical to success. And I'm, I'm, I'm a believer now. I'm, I'm bought into that. Part of what I'm going to do is 2016 is exactly that process because I, I know that creates the discipline for you to write and to write on time and to stay on target. But I've got a really interesting question. Now, you're going to have to think about <laughs> you're to think about this question for a little bit. But so, so much of, of people who are in the space of creating content What we're really concerned about, Josh, is do we have to be Tim Ferriss? I mean, do do we have to be spectacularly brilliant or or do we have to be hugely innovative or crazy funny? Can you be boring? I mean, not boring like my content's not any good, but I mean, where's the line there? Because it really bothers a lot of people like us.
2: I think no matter how great your talents are in whatever media you have in mind, whether it's social or it's print, you know, sending out a print newsletter, that's content marketing too. Or if it's writing or if it's doing on air stuff, voice or video, whatever it's going to be your work a year from now, if you're starting today is going to be so much improved just from the practice of getting out there and doing it. So yes, it's okay if it sucks a little bit to begin with. Yes, it's okay if it's not as awesome as you want it to be. And you know, not that, Kelly would have this problem, but I bet if we go back to episode two or three or 17 of the biz locker room, you wouldn't see the same spit and polish that we have today. (laughs) You wouldn't have the same fancy camera set up there. There was no blab. I mean there I'm sure this, this show alone has improved a ton. So I think it's great to launch kind of be where you are. The good news is you're probably not going to have a huge audience on day one either. So you can, you can kind of flub it a little bit and I think that's okay. It's better to, to gain momentum and, uh, and on the web, especially with Google and search engine optimization, content is kind of like compound interest. It grows over time. So you want to keep adding to it, adding to it, adding to it. And eventually that body of work is going to reflect something that Google would send traffic your way on purpose because they should and you deserve it at that point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well. You know it's it's interesting you say that because you're exactly right. If you go back to the early episodes, I mean, you know, just getting out of the shoot, I'm I'm sure compared to what we're doing today, regardless of how good or bad today is, it's far better than it was in the first couple episodes. But, you know, one of the things that I have found personally and one of the things I would share with the audience is We were so busy or I was so busy trying to produce the show and the content for the show. One of the big pieces we missed, and we really have to make up in sixteen, is the advertising and marketing and publicity and social media awareness of the show itself. It's really easy to get focused on the content, Josh, and forget that even though you wrote the content, you still got to make people aware of it, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's another, um, I guess, my second Jay Bear reference from today is... He always says you have to market your marketing, and he enunciates really well. But um, his book is Utility, Y O U T I L I T Y, and uh, you know talks about you can't just you know create a marketing piece and hope that people come see it. You also have to share it. One tweet doesn't count that you've <laughs> you've sufficiently marketed a piece of content. So finding those pieces, especially the ones that gain popularity over time, and you know continuing to, to add fresh stuff and and push it out there I think is an important piece of it
0: let's talk a little bit about the AEC space that I mentioned uh, in the run-up to the show architecture engineering construction professional services firms um, where do you where do you judge them and where they are in terms of their social media awareness and their digital marketing and so forth A couple of years ago I, I would have given them a very low grade but they've, they've made some strides how do you see it?
2: Yeah, likewise. I think a couple of years ago, I probably would have given them a solid D minus in marketing in general. Um, and I, I often joke with AEC marketers when they ask me what the future of AEC marketing looks like. I tell them, just look at what everyone else is doing right now. And that'll be what you're doing in two years. You're uh, only two years <laughs> behind. They're only about two years behind. But I, I do think in the, last, uh, in the last year or two, AEC firms have come leaps and bounds uh, forward uh, which is the good news. The bad news is everyone else is moving forward at the same pace. So I think um, they've still got some catch up to do, but I think it's um, it's much more common for a firm to be doing more of the right things than avoiding doing the right things. And what I mean by that is um, four years ago, I was literally listening to most of the firms saying, maybe we just don't have to do social media. Maybe Maybe our website isn't that important, and we still hear a little bit of that. It's uh, you know, and and web is different. It's not it's not e-commerce, so it's not uh, clients who purchased consulting also bought. You know, and, and download your diagram here, your drawings here.
0: Your great um, engineering drawings,
2: right? That's right. Um, so it is a different game than retail or e-commerce, but it's it's very important from a from a validation tool standpoint. So when you get on a short list or you're starting to get in front of the right clients, your website is the most likely place someone else is going to go to confirm that those referrals and those um, references they've heard on you are correct and accurate, that you actually have the team to do that work and that your qualifications are strong. So um, having a site that's easy to navigate, that works really well on a mobile device or tablet device or any device for that matter, um, all of those things are really important to making it easier for somebody to buy from you.
0: Yeah, no no question. Josh Miles is my guest. He's the author of this fantastic book. Hard to believe it's three years old now. Bold brand. Make sure you go find him online at uh, – what, what, what's your favorite? JoshMiles.com, MilesDesign.com, either one of those work for you?
2: Yeah, all of those work. Although one thing I don't think I've told you since we spoke last. This is the second time I've been on here, so thanks again for having me back. But. Yeah. Uh, we actually merged our firm earlier this year with another firm. So Miles Design and Redwall was the other company merged, and now it's milesherndon.com, although the, the other website still gets you to the right place, uh, M-I-L-E-S-H-E-R-N-D-O-N.com.
0: Well, great to have you on board again as we talk about the year-end in marketing. You know, the AEC space is interesting because, and I'm sure it's not unique in this sense, uh, Josh, uh, It's it's dominated by... Uh, older professionals who are not as savvy, typically digital things are out there. We've got a bunch of new people coming in and getting on board with social media, and, and it's the new people that need that and the old people kind of resist it. And right in the middle of all that, everything is changing dramatically. You know, just over the past year, we've talked about the changes that are being made. That, that's kind of an interesting mix. You walk into an engineering firm and they say, hey, we've seen the light, we're ready to get going. We've got a four-year-old website. We need to get things up to speed. Uh, how, how hard is it to them position their firm in the marketplace?
2: Yeah, usually it's, um, again, like I mentioned at the top of the show, it's usually about a, a year-long process, uh, ideally to go from uh, a well-positioned firm to a freshly launched website and social media presence. Um The positioning piece alone is usually a a two or three month process and we like to interview the client internally with all of their leadership and understand what they think and feel and believe and what their goals are and kind of where they see the gaps. And then we like to go out and interview their best clients. So sometimes it's six to 10 clients. Sometimes we do a few more, but after we've done six or seven, um, we find that we can often Finish the client sentences for them because they, yeah. you know, if they're delivering consistently, they're, we're going to hear really similar things from each of them. Um, so that really helps us get a good feel for for who they are and where those um, overlaps are and the things that we heard internally and the things that we're seeing externally. Um, and how we can, again, we've we've worked with so many specifically in AEC, worked with firms all over the country. so we' we've seen trends and things from coast to coast and kind of where the differences are from firm to firm. So it really helps us to figure out how to carve out a really unique positioning for each of those companies.
0: And I, I suspect, Josh, I mean, I'm just guessing, but based on the work that I do with salespeople, I suspect that maybe is the hardest piece of what you do. If you ask the average firm principal, you know, why should I buy from you or what makes you unique? You typically get very generic, very bland responses. You know, we've been here a long time. We've got great quality. We deliver a solid product. And those things really don't matter. You don't create positioning with those sort of generic answers. Do you find it difficult as a marketer to get down to the competitive advantages that exist inside of a company?
2: Yeah, it's incredibly difficult. And, you know, sometimes when we Uh, Sometimes it feels like when we go for the throat of here's the thing that's the most different about you, that our client often has the response of, well, maybe you don't understand everything we do because we've got great people and we've got all these other things and it's... It's a natural response to say, Well, I think you left out all the all the important stuff, but all of that all of that important stuff is the same stuff that every one of your competitors says to you that we've got the best people and we've got the best process and we've done the work with the right projects and the right clients. Well, what's different? You know you almost come back to that almost a mission statement sort of um, right. conversation of like, well, if our mission is to do on-time work at a high quality at a fair price with the best people and you know, who whose mission isn't to do those things? Yeah, well, so, somebody doesn't do that, right? Right. So it's um, finding the thing that is truly unique about that firm and then helping them leverage that as their brand essence, I think, is is the biggest challenge that we have. We've got about three
0: minutes left in this segment and I want to ask you, we, we, your last post was about the year-end marketing review. As, as, as companies wind up 2015, what are some of the critical things that they need to go back and look at uh, to assess and to analyze how well or how they did or how well they didn't do in, in terms of their marketing? Where would you direct companies to, to really poke around?
2: Well, I would absolutely send all of this traffic directly to the Biz Locker Room website and and check out this post verbatim because you'll get a lot more than you'll get from me in another minute here. But I think the bottom line is looking at what your goals really are for next year and what are your strategies to get there. So I think it's easy to have that kind of advice go in one year and out the other. But I tried to unpack really specifically how you get some really tight goals and how you develop actual strategies and not just... Um, vision statements <laughs> for how to get there. But what, is, what are your real pathways to get from where I am today and how I'm going to achieve those goals? And I think setting those things clear, sort of like the 12 posts that I decided to write for you this year, that was a really clear vision of what, where I wanted to go and how I was going to get there. So um, hopefully that helps your your listeners out. Yeah, it does.
0: You know, it, it really reinforces to me, it, you know, planning is just so seriously underrated as as a marketing tool you know it's, it's just much more fun to jump right into the the tech tools and the social media and all that but but planning is really the foundation that's gonna make it work or not work in the long run when you agree
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you're from the Jason Fried 37 Signal School of Planning, where he says, you know, planning is guessing. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree with that. But it's, a, it's sort of an educated guess. And if we if we agree to just not plan for anything, then anything could sound right or not. So it's not that that we think the plan is going to be perfect and we're going to, of course, succeed just because we have the plan out there. But I, I think we're much more likely to to hit our goals if we've got some stated.
0: He's Josh Miles, and if you're in the professional services space, it would do you a lot of good to go check out his website. Now uh, combined into a larger firm, but you can find them at milesdesign.com. Follow Josh at Josh Miles on Twitter. Good stuff coming out from him all the time. And you want to just take a, take a run over to bizlockerroom.com, click on our blog, type in the search bar, Josh Miles, and he's, you're going to pull up all of the shows that we've done with him and also all of the posts that he's done. Phenomenal amount of posts. Way back in January, he wrote, how to launch an amazing brand in 12 months. And he has absolutely delivered on that. The, the last post just posted about a week and a half ago, the year-end marketing review. Before we let you get away, Josh, uh, what's on your horizon? What uh, What do you expect to be doing differently in 2016?
2: Oh, great question. So coincidentally, I'm going to be launching a podcast, I believe, in March of this year, which is interviewing nice. designers of all stripes. So we'll be talking to architects and branding guys and illustrators and, um, and some pretty cool design professionals we have already got... Um, six of those in the can and hoping to get about 12 of them ready to go before we launch. But that is going to be called obsessed with design. And on Twitter, we will be at obsessed show and we'll be at at obsessed as well. So be sure to check those out and look for that in March. Um, and I also, I'm going to be turning the big four Oh this year. So I'm, uh, wow. planning to knock out book number two before I turn 40. So we'll see how that works out for me.
0: Have you got a plan for this book, Josh? I have an
2: outline. I do have an outline. (laughs) So Something else I'm going to be working on before the new year here is to flesh out that outline a little bit further and uh, get some some better milestones out there, speaking of goals and planning for next year.
0: Absolutely. Well, great stuff. And, of course, you've always got a friend in the biz locker room. You can come and uh, we'll help you with the book any way that we possibly can. Get it out to all the people that follow us. Hey, thanks for joining us. He's Josh Miles milesdesign.com and the author of bold brand go find that book on amazon josh great to have you man thanks for joining
2: thanks kelly great to be here again
0: hey we're going to take our uh, final time out and we come back on the other side uh, i got to put up tolerate uh put up with uh, miles austin hey he's the web tools guy you can find him at Fill the funnel we're going to talk about some of the really great tools that he introduced in 2015 in the 46 shows that we did here in on biz locker radio stay with us i'm your host kelly riggs you're listening to the business locker room on voice america we'll be right back
1: the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a sales strategist and leadership coach. Now in his ninth year as founder and president of the Business Locker Room, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, A Step-by-Step Guide to a Hall of Fame Career in Sales. Both are available on Amazon or at bizlockerroom.com. For more information on hiring this two-time national salesperson of the year to speak at your next event or to train your leadership team, visit BizLockerRoom.com. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
0: Dan Walshman, and you're listening to the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. Hey, welcome back to Business Locker Room, Biz Locker Radio. It's uh, brought to you by the Business Locker Room. Also brought to you by our good friends at Rehearsal VRP. You can find them at rehearsal.com. Absolutely love these guys. Rehearsal VRP is a video based practice platform that gives your team a safe place to develop their communication skills. It is incredibly cost-effective. It allows your people to practice. Hey, if you're in the sales space and you want your people practicing uh, <laughs> at, in the office rather than on your clients, rehearsal is a great uh, tool for you to use. Uh, we, we turn our attention to the X's and O's segment as we do, do most each and every week. We do the show every week, Wednesday, uh, Mondays at uh, 3 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Pacific. I, I'm already I'm ready to call it a week, man. What can I tell you? Hey, if you're on Blab, thanks for joining us. Go tell everybody to join us. Even though you have to look at uh, miles and tolerate that. Hey, I'm representing. By the way, we always talk about your team. My team is in the Orange Bowl, uh, and if they are lucky enough, the University of Oklahoma Sooners to uh, to win uh, in the Orange Bowl against Clemson, I'll be a really happy guy next Monday when we're talking to Jack Kazakowski. Hey, we want to talk about some tools. Uh, that that you introduced over the course of a year. And I'm sure you may have a few that you want to pop up. Uh, But let me start with the one that really rocked me, Miles, and that was the tool Unroll Me at unroll.me. I have shared that with a lot of of people. (laughs) Oh, you're killing me, man. He's got the the video effects working. Uh, Unroll Me was an absolutely fantastic tool. Tell our audience a little bit more about it.
3: Well, it's just, and you hit on it, Kelly. It's just designed um, as a way to unsubscribe to emails that are coming to you that you've either lost interest in or maybe you never signed up in the first place.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll tell you how easy it was. I mean, you introduced it on the show by uh, 30 minutes after the show. I'd already cleaned up my email inbox. It's one of the greatest things ever because what it, what it does very simply. Again, you can find it at unroll.me. You, you go in and put in your email address. It works. Uh, I, I, I use Gmail. I, I assume it works with all platforms, right? Yeah, but yeah. Gmail is the one that works best with it. So I, I use Gmail. I use it on Chrome, and that makes it really easy. It's got an extension that makes it really easy to do. But, and they now have this fantastic app, so it's mobile, and that works great as well. But you go in and you clean up all those things that you're subscribed to. And you, you put them in at one big email that you get once a day. You can either unscribe the, from those things. Makes it really easy. You just go through and unsubscribe from the ones you want. You don't have to click on the link and then go in and fill out a bunch of nonsense. You just unsubscribe. Bingo. Done. The ones you want to keep, you say roll them up. Put them in at one email. I have mine delivered every morning, Miles, at I think 9 o'clock. So it's not the first thing I see. I'm not getting inundated with all this stuff and it really puts it all very conveniently in one place for me to review and I'm in and out and done very very quickly and every time I get spam or I get any kind of uh, newsletters that I haven't necessarily subscribed to but somebody you know got my card or my name and they throw me in there I can clean up my email inbox very very quickly I I love this product one of the really the best uh, tools that you
3: showed us this year. Well good I'm glad you're getting some use out of it. It, uh, It helps a lot of people some people uh, don't like it. They, they uh, like some flexibility there, but um, yeah, it, it's a great tool.
0: I've, I found it to be very, very easy to use. An, another one that uh, you introduced recently, that was much earlier in the year, uh, but one of the ones that, uh, that, that I picked up ease, uh, later in the year is Todoist. T-O-D-O-I-S-T dot com. Uh, t- tell us about that one, Miles. That, that, that was a fantastic tool.
3: It's just, you know, like, like I think all of us probably would agree, we all have some, um, some method of keeping track of what our to-dos are. Some people call them honey-do lists, uh, um, you know, my action items, whatever you want to call them. It's just a great, convenient online way to not only uh, capture what you want to get done. More importantly, it gives you a way to track as you get them done. And so you kind of know how your progress is going. Uh, and it's a great visual for me. anyway. I can look at that real quickly and feel good. That I've gotten several of those off of my to-do list during the day.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not like Miles' the uh, to-do list is anything spectacular in the wor- world of you know digital tools that are out there. But I found this one to be so very easy to use. And if you're listening for the first time, to T-O-D-O-I-S-T dot com, Really, really spectacularly simple. Again, I'm a Chrome guy. They've got a, an extension on Chrome. It uh, it melds in really easily with gmail and with chrome and it every day you get that one email that says here's what you need to do today it's easy to keep track of you can label everything you can create reminders and due dates and all the all the really interesting things that you want to do uh, but it's, it kind of goes back to what uh, josh and i were talking about when we were talking about planning It really enables you to focus on doing what needs to be done today and put the rest of that stuff out of your mind, Miles, because you know you've got it cataloged and you know it's going to come up and you can kind of leave it alone.
3: Yeah, and at the same time, I found it frees me up not to worry during the middle of the day. You know, sometimes things happen, things are going on. Sometimes I I don't have to worry about it because I know it's still out there. I know I can go back at any given point and I can go and refresh my memory on, hey, there's still these two things that I haven't gotten to.
0: Yeah, no question about it. He's he is Miles Austin, rather. I got way, way too many Miles on the show this this week with Josh Miles and Miles Austin. Miles Austin is at fillthefunnel.com, and you're going to want to go find his his website. He introduces great tools and great learning guides to go with those tools. He's always on the cutting edge. Well, he's usually on the cutting edge. Sometimes he relies on me, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> we were having a good time with that one this week. FillTheFunnel.com. Follow him at Miles Austin on Twitter. Uh, another big one that you introduced, and, and there were some some of the big tools. You know that have been around a while, and you kind of brought them up and said, Hey, let's talk about them again because these these things go in waves, kind of like email marketing coming back and podcasting coming back. But we talked about Evernote, and I had tried Evernote. Uh, I don't know at least twice in the previous three or four years. I always thought, Hey, I need to you know get everything in one place and catalog everything. Never really stuck until you introduced it on the show in the middle, uh, early part of this year. And now I'm a huge, huge, huge Evernote guy. And there's so many cool features, Miles, that go along with Evernote. You can email yourself and put it right into an Evernote file. You can, you can clip out things off of the Internet. I mean, there's just a hundred ways to use this. I suspect I'm not using a, a one-fourth of what its capabilities are, but it is a phenomenal productivity tool.
3: It is. And I, you know, I think it's one to watch in the next year. There's been um, quite a bit of press over the last month about Evernote. There's been change in leadership. There's been, you know, they were a great example of a company. You know, they, we, there's a term called unicorns, which kind of these, these web based companies and they pop up and they just look like they can do no wrong. And it's a big fairy tale. The challenge with Evernote was they were trying to diversify rather than just continue to deliver a core key product. And so what happened was Evernote started to do all sorts of other neat and interesting things, but they weren't really core to the real solution of Evernote as you described. And so there's a lot of people that kind of felt that they lost their way, they lost their direction. And I think at least they lost their focus. So hopefully with the leadership changes, with the changes in market valuation, hopefully they'll kind of get back and focus on really what makes Evernote nice. I don't need them to be my CRM and my graphics tool or my voice recorder. I just need them to keep my information from wherever I am online or offline and keep it in a nice organized way.
0: Another tool that we talked about, uh, speaking of Evernote, another tool that's been around a long time that, that people had, I'm sure kind of stuck back in the attic if they weren't using it is Skype. And with with the re-emergence of video is a huge player in social media space and with podcasting now becoming video podcasting and all those kinds of things uh... The, the interest in in skype has changed a lot clearly we use it here on this show as we communicate across country but uh, there's there's so much power built into skype now miles where where do you see skype going
3: well you know the, the the truth is we're not really sure i think you know part of what happened with skype was they got acquired by microsoft and so that has potentially large huge upside we just never really know how that's going to migrate but i i think you're right i think the the one of the things that i see as a massive change in 2016 is everyone that's been nervous about video to communicate with customers one-on-one or in groups or doing what we're doing is either going to have to get on the bandwagon and get good at it with whatever tool they want or tools they want to use or they're going to have some struggles because all of us generally like to have face-to-face communication, and yeah, no, the ability mind. and the speed and now the the inexpensive or zero cost to do it um, is helpful. The only problem I found with video is that sometimes you have to work with different types of people, right? And sometimes you don't look as good as you want to, and that can be a problem. Right. <laughs> you're just- You are just a mess.
0: You you really are. I I don't know what has happened over the Christmas holidays, but you got to get all that worked out before we start the new year next Monday on January the 4th. Hey, he is Miles Austin. And uh, if you're just joining us for the first time here on BizLocker Radio, he does it every week with me. We call it the X's and O's segment. And every week he introduces some new productivity tools. Some of them are terrible. Just going to tell you right (laughs) now no, not really. Man, you're having way too much fun with the video. Uh, no, the tools are spectacular, and they really, they really apply to a whole lot of different areas. One of the things you and I talked about very seriously early in the year was one of the challenges that I was having off the air. I was, t- I, we were having this conversation off the air. How in the world do you figure out which of all of these tools do you work with? I mean, you know, there's so many. For, for, we were talking about video at the time, and there's a dozen video tools, a dozen ways to. Process video and use video, and by the way, that's another tool we'll talk about. One of the ones that I kind of latched onto. But you know, what's your best advice to people who are just sort of getting going or they're trying to find their way? How, how, how do you how do you stay focused, Miles? It's real easy to lose that focus.
3: Well, I think let me step out of my role as the, as the web tools guy and just say as a just a general person in business. The best advice I can give you is have clarity of purpose you have to know what you want to do. If you are starting to just try every new web tool that comes out, and, you know, every shiny object, if you will, um, you're gonna be all over the map and you'll get zero out of all of them. So I always tell my clients, my, my consulting clients, let's clearly identify what your goal is and then based on that, through your own efforts, if you were kind of a do-it-yourself guy or gal, um, or go to, to to me or to someone, several other people out there and go do some research, but go pick something that meets the criteria that you set out that you want to achieve that also though meets budget, staff, requirements, resources, um, your company culture or your personal work habits because there are dozens and dozens and dozens of tools for every purpose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And it's a mess. I mean, I think the best advice that I got from you and the one I would share with the audience is exactly what you said. You gotta figure out exactly what you're trying to do and and leave the tools in the periphery for now. Because what happens is every new thing that comes out, I can tell you from experience miles, you feel like you're missing something. You're missing out, you know, the world's going past you so fast that you, you, you feel like you got to grab onto these things or you're going to be left behind And the reality is you never do them well you never understand them and they're not really doing you any good anyway it's better first to figure out exactly what you're trying to accomplish then go find a professional like yourself and let them help you find the right tool absolutely
3: I mean I'll use an example there's over a hundred CRM tools in the market well <laughs> over a hundred now right. and so you know you get a customer that, that says hey look you know we we're going to either we need to update our CRM tool or we need to finally just start using it. It's the year of the CRM and we're gonna, well, you know what, good luck. Because what most companies seem to do, uh, because everything is so accessible, they'll go do trials of 20 different CRM products. Well, guess what? You're gonna probably get no depth on any of them. It might take you a week, a month, six months. And in the meantime, all you realized was the way we work and our process and our workflow and the size of our company and my budget and my IT staff and how we're going to train everyone, you wasted a lot of time. Let mm-hmm. me and others like me help you by identifying that tool or tool set that best fits your need and all those other topics and go get, get on with it and quit worrying about it and quit trying to do it all yourself by dabbling in all these different capabilities.
0: Yeah, best best lesson I learned all year long, one of the great values that I got from having Miles as a part of the show here in the X's and O's segment. Hey, find him at fillthefunnel.com. Subscribe to his blog. Make sure you're reading this stuff. Tons and tons and tons of helpful guides for learning different tools right there on his website. You can follow him at Miles Austin on Twitter as well. Miles, Happy New Year, my friend. It's been uh, it's been a great year. Episode number 82 is in the can. And uh, I'm looking forward to next Monday
3: with Jack Kozakowski. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it as well, buddy. And uh, thanks for the privilege of talking with uh, your subscribers and your viewers. It's been a good time. Uh, looking forward to a really tremendous 2016. Yeah, it's going to be super. Hey, thanks for
0: listening, and thanks for watching on Blab. This is Biz Locker Radio. That is going to wrap it up. Episode number 82, 2015, completely done. And we're headed right to episode number 100 in the middle part of next year. Make sure you join us next week. Jack Kozakowski will be my guest. Again, you can always find all of our shows at bizlockerradio.com. Special thanks and happy holidays to Michael Sergat. He's our engineer. He always makes us sound far better than we actually do. That's going to do it for us, and that's going to wrap it up for the year. We'll see you next time right here on Biz Locker Radio on Voice America.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Biz Locker Radio with Kelly Riggs. For more compelling interviews and cutting-edge business content, make sure you join us here again next week. Biz Locker Radio airs every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 3 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information, visit bizlockerradio.com. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win. Biz Locker Radio is presented by the Business Locker Room. All rights reserved. Opinions expressed by guests on the show may not be the opinions of Business Locker Room Incorporated.